0: This week's episode of Sunday Night's Main Event is dedicated to the friends and family of Jamin Pugh, professionally known as Jay Briscoe. Tonight, the wrestling world pays tribute to Jay Briscoe. Our own Dan the Mouth Levransky joins us to talk about the impact felt when he encountered them boys. The Royal Rumble is less than a week away. Who do you got for the men's and women's rumbles? Did Tony Khan show his cards when it comes to a CM Punk return to AEW? Raw turns 30 tomorrow with a major storyline change. Plus, Vince McMahon has paid millions to silence another longtime accuser. That's all on the way on Sunday night's main event.
1: We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve
2: better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be.
0: Do I have everybody's attention now? Martin. What an impact! Hello, I'm Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event, powered by Totalsportcards.com. Canada's number one stop for all WWE, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. That's Totalsportcards.com. This show is always free for you across the country on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. Plus, you can find us for free at snmeradio.com, but if you want extra content, including extended episodes, extended interviews, and a lot more, join our Patreon. Help support the show for as little as a buck a week, patreon.com slash radio. Every week, we start the show by going through some of the biggest headlines in wrestling. Let's take you there now with this week's 5 Count.
1: You want to hear the breaking news?
0: The professional wrestling community continues to mourn the loss of Jamin Pugh, better known As Jay Briscoe to fans, friends of the family have been providing updates on Pugh's two daughters who were also in the vehicle with him the night of that crash. Both are now recovering. One just recently had some surgery after it was reported she had lost feeling in her lower extremities. The latest reported said that some of that feeling has returned now as the sisters recover in hospital. Jay Briscoe, along with his brother Mark, are undoubtedly the most celebrated tag team in Ring of Honor's history. There is a fundraising link for Jay's wife and family, which has exceeded its $200,000 goal, but you can still donate to. You can find the link on our social media post for this week's episode, and also at snmeradio.com. <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 took place in Yokohama, but the final moments ended with a challenge from Keiji Muto. After Tetsuya Naito won the main event match against Kano, but following the celebration, Keiji Muto, who retired earlier in the night as the Great Muta, Challenged Naito to be his final opponent in the Tokyo
1: Dome. Naito,
0: match between Keiji Muto and Tetsuya Naido will be happening on February 21st. Vince McMahon is wanting to clean his legal slate with the announcement of a decades-long settlement with a former employee who accused him of sexually assaulting her over 37 years ago. It was on Thursday that the Wall Street Journal, who really seemed to have a vested interest in WWE, broke the story that McMahon made a multi-million dollar deal to silence Rita Chatterton. Now, Rita Chatterton was the first female referee in the history of WWE, and she alleged that McMahon sexually assaulted her back in 1986. Fought in the announcement of the settlement, McMahon's lawyers said the deal was reached, quote, solely to avoid the cost of litigation, but this adds to the over $12 million in similar settlements or NDA agreements McMahon has paid over the years, as well as around $20 million in other unreported money during his last run as the head of WWE. <laughs> Well, in what should hopefully be the only time we talk about it, Dana White's power slap is not being received well by TV viewers or MMA fighters, including those in the UFC. Despite the lead-in from AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, the ratings and interest in power slap Road to the title on TBS was less than stellar. Following the premiere episode, many critics and combative sport athletes were quick to call the slap fighting league as barbaric and, quote, an embarrassment. Many of those to speak out included former WWE star and now expert in concussion research, Dr. Chris Nowinski. Despite these concerns, it seems as though TBS is committed to running the eight episode series in its entirety, which is also supposed to lead to a pay per view. And to wrap up the five count with some good news, congratulations to AEW's Sean Spears and his wife, Cassie Lee, on the birth of their first child. If you were at the AEW Rampage taping in Toronto this past October, you might remember that Sean Spears announced to the crowd why he had been absent, including the loss of his mom, but also some good news that came for he and his family. On this Mother's Day, she was the very first person to know that I was going to be a father. On behalf of everybody here at Sunday Night's Main Event, we want to say congratulations to the couple and welcome Austin J. Arneal into the world. (laughs) Coming up next, it's our weekly conversation with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. We're going to talk a little bit about Jay Briscoe, of course, some Rumble predictions, uh, some harebrained ideas, whether or not The Rock is going to be at Raw 30, and a bunch more. It's all coming up next on Sunday Night's main event.
1: It's time. It's- It's time for the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event. Welcome
0: back to the show, as we always do on Sunday night's main event. We check in with Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer. Dave, we can't start anywhere else, of course, other than talking about the tragic loss of Jay Briscoe. Uh, We've covered the story. We've talked about how his daughters are on the mend. There are good news things coming out of this, but by no means does that make this any less of a tragedy. As far as Jay Briscoe, And the Briscoes as a whole is their impact on the wrestling business. I mean, we're going to be talking to Dan Levransky about this. I I kind of have this feeling that the Briscoes are... Arguably a cornerstone of Ring of Honor's success
2: throughout the decades, aren't they? They were as as important an act as historically for Ring of Honor just because they were there for so long. I mean, they Mm -hmm. were there longer than anybody else. Perennial tag team champions 13 times. Yeah, I mean, as far as like that company, they were almost always there. I mean, they had, you know, certain periods where they left, but not for very long. And um, I mean, I think one of the things to me, especially after writing the article about him, is that there's a lot to learn um, from Jay. And I mean the key th- the key thing is is probably when you make a mistake, own up to it and learn from it. And it it's like, you know, you know, like a lot of guys will do something wrong and apologize and it's a fake apology and, you know, it's not sincere. I mean, Jay went out of his way. I mean, to embrace, you know, people who were gay afterwards. Um and was, you know, you know, in the story that I wrote, I mean, it's, you know, several people that that were gay, you know, brought up being friends with Jay and you know, all the different aspects of that. And, and he learned and he wanted to learn. It was like, he, you know, with like the stuff with Ian Riccoboni in the, in the, um, story that I wrote, it's fascinating stuff, you know, about how Jay would come to him and, and go like, you know, teach me about this, you know, I want to know. And I mean, I think that that's a really, um, that's really commendable. And then the other part of course, is that, um, you know, great family guy, you know, great family guy. And, could have done more in wrestling um, if he wanted to leave his family and go on the road forever, you know, with WWE. And, I mean, you know, had a chance and and, and decided, opted against it. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I and there's a lot of, and the other part of the story that's unfair is that, you know, I mean, it was a horrible, horrible tweet. We all know that. And there's no defending it. But he suffered greatly for it, you know, especially in the last three years since AEW started. Because right. he would have been. You know, he would have been right in there in that mix with the top guys, and he would have been able to promote these matches with FTR and promote matches with the Young Bucks and with Adam Page and Kenny Omega and all this. And those would have been the biggest matches of his career. Um, And the FTR matches were some of the biggest ones. But, you know, and, and people did see it. But, you know, he was kind of on this list of people that Turner Broadcasting would not allow on AEW television.
0: As important as that was to how it impacted his career, I do like to focus more on the contributions of of the individual. And and like you said, the fact that he did go through a lot of of learning after that, and he went through a lot of phases where, you know, he he actually kind of smartened himself up, which was great to see because, you know, he he learned. That, if anything, yeah, people can learn, people can change. When it comes to the outpouring of love from people in the industry, we've seen a lot of big names have donated to the family's uh, fundraiser to cover medical expenses. Uh, A lot of wrestlers on TV for both major companies. uh, Down in Japan, they had a big tribute to him as well. There seems to be this universal love and and support of, of Jay Briscoe and his family. Is that something you've always heard from people around him?
2: I mean, the people close to him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as like the whole big picture of wrestling, I mean, that was I wouldn't say it was a surprise because because we are now in an era where other companies were never seclusional anyway. I mean, Japan wasn't. It was very nice what they did with both companies, both pro wrestling, Noah and New Japan doing separate but same ceremony. You know, I mean, really, it was -hmm. was really touching in a lot of ways because that's never been done before. But um, you know, like there, there would have been a time where WWE we don't acknowledge anyone; they don't work here. That's so what we're past that. And yeah. you know, there's, there's many guys worked with him and knew him, and even the ones who never worked with him and knew him. It's a tragedy of the business. The Tuesday night on NXT, it's an acknowledgement that we are all part of this business. That it's not we're WWE and the rest of them are wrestling. It's like we're all part of this business and it, that's that's a healthy thing um yeah. but it was it was very nice of wwe to do that i mean they did the same thing with don west which you know like again you know 10 years ago would don west have ever been acknowledged on wwe television you know passing away never um now it's different era and it, and that's that's a positive
0: we're talking to dave Meltzer from the wrestling observer and wrestlingobserver.com dave there was some uh I, I don't want to go into the negativity on this so i just want to say there were fans that noticed obviously that the AEW content was limited in how they did a tribute, but they did a whole tribute show after the taping, which is now going to be on ROH uh, Honor Club, and it's going to be for free. Do we know,
2: have we heard anything yet as to when this will be posting? No, no, no. They're working on editing it and getting clips in and things like that. And I don't I don't have a date. I I presume that tribute will probably fairly soon. And then um, they're going to do the first episode when they start doing the weekly Ring of Honor shows. Um, The first episode will will likely be dedicated to him. And then the pay-per-view, there's going to be a dedication ceremony likely for him as well. So they're going to be doing there's actually three that they're going to end up doing. But the the show that they taped in Fresno on Wednesday night, um, you know, I I don't have a date, but it's it's going to be relatively soon.
0: And, you know, I I understand. And I said this earlier on our social media that everybody wants to be mad when something like this happens because it it is sad and, and you get angry and everything else. Honestly, hearing and seeing some of the stuff that's made it online of what have happened, I I, I think they would made the right move as far as making a separate show and making it something special. And that might not be the most popular opinion, but honestly, there's, there's so many differentials in this thing. There's the argument that, you know, it was an AEW show and they weren't AEW talent. So you could say that they did the same as WWE did to a degree. But having this full show and like you said, two other follow-up tributes that are going to be happening, I think that, if anything, we just got to give it time because it's still fresh to everybody, right? Like, it's still
2: raw. Look, AEW did everything that they could and and more. I mean, in the sense of they could have just done what they did Wednesday night in the sense and said, well, you know, he wasn't in AEW. And they absolutely did not. And and the, the talent in AEW, you know, a lot of the talent in AEW had worked with him. And, you know, they had to go out there and do that TV show on Wednesday, the very next day. And then do tributes and everything so it was a very emotional day there
0: that's the human aspect I think that a lot of people forget about this like you know it almost took me back to the day after Owen died and that raw where it was just so hard to to watch and then you can imagine these wrestlers who all knew the guy going out there and like you said they got a they got a show to do they got something to do so they went out. They
2: probably did the best they could, thinking, "Okay, we're going to give you a show, buddy." You know, and I mean, look at the the young bucks and 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 Danielson. I mean, those guys went out there yeah. and they had those guys. Um, they went out there and had fantastic performances.
0: Yeah, and I th- I think that's where we got to to keep our focus on that. Okay, so we'll learn more and we'll talk more about Jay Briscoe as time goes on here, because right now I I feel it's most important to just remember that. You know, there are families impacted by this. There are oh, a couple yeah. little girls that are recovering from
2: this. You know, yeah, that, I, I, that, that, that was such that's such a the, the little girls is a tragedy. And thank God they're they're doing better. But man, I mean, I mean, yeah. it's going to be a long, tough road. They had a lot of serious injuries and more than the injuries. You know, hopefully they will fully recover from the injuries. But there's. You know, there's yeah, things there's, that will that will never be back. There, there's you know? too much
0: loss. Yeah, there's too much loss. Yeah, so, the, the
2: loss of the father at, at that age, you know, and a father who yeah. loved them, you know, took him to cheerleading practice and practiced cheers with them. And, you know, the son who was, you know, he was his, you know, football coach and wrote up plays. I mean, the stuff about Jay outside the ring, you know, with his kids and with the family, man, that's like it makes it a, a even bigger tragedy than just the wrestling tragedy aspect of it
0: exactly and and i i want to just again give our sincerest condolences to any friends or family or fans that are listening to this portion of the show here we are going to talk more about jay briscoe with dan the mouth levransky coming up here i almost hate going to this story but we have to because it's a big deal the Vince man rita chatterton settlement oh, yeah. has happened now we don't know what the exact dollar figures are we do know this rita chatterton uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show is the first female referee in wwe history she then later on would go to accuse vince mcmahon of sexual assault and then there would be continued demands for settlements and nothing ever happened the new york uh, the, the waiving of the statute of limitations occurred thus this could have potentially opened up into being a lawsuit could have been maybe even criminal charges so vince has chosen to settle with her now knowing his history of scandals knowing his history of controversies and knowing now literally what he does he pays these people off to stay quiet do you have in your mind any other potential issues that could arise
2: for Vince McMahon as he continues to try and look to sell WWE? No, I mean there's there's one other case that was talked about which I'm presuming he's going to pay off, but I don't know that. I mean May already have. Um but that one has nothing to do with wrestling. Um whereas like the other the ones we know about were all people who worked for him. Are you talking
0: the about other, the, the massage parlor one?
2: California the spa yeah. okay, the spa. Yeah. Owner. So that's the one case that we don't know of. And but the rest you know, I mean, if they're there, we don't know of them. I mean, is it potential that there's more? Of course, there's potential that it's more. It's like um, right. it, it makes me feel really bad that that he came back. You know, I know he built the company and everything like that, but he came back and everything's changing again.
0: So somehow tying these two together, and I'll just get you to follow the bouncing ball with me for a second here. This past Monday on Raw, it was announced that for Raw's 30th anniversary, which is tomorrow, the bloodline was going to have an acknowledgement ceremony with all members of the bloodline. A lot of people were speculating this could mean The Rock was coming back on Raw to potentially start something with Roman Reigns. Now, this Vince McMahon, Rita Chatterton story comes out throughout the week. All of a sudden, after Friday's Smackdown, we get a bit of a storyline change here. It's announced over the weekend the acknowledgement ceremony involving, quote, all generations of the bloodline is now off. And now it's going to be a, quote, trial of Sami Zayn character thing because, you know, he's getting in trouble with Roman. That's fine. Am I going way off on a tangent here by saying that perhaps Vince is coming back, the timing of these things all happening, has been the final nail in the coffin in having Dwayne
2: Johnson appear at WrestleMania this year? No, it has nothing to do with it. Um, and I, I can tell you that for sure. Okay. So wh- whatever happens with Dwayne. I mean, I'm presuming he's not on the show. It could be one of those things where only two or three people know. And that's why everyone says he's not. Um, and they're telling people of another plan, whatever that is. I don't know. I don't know what the other plan is, but um, that's been something. The the Dwayne thing has always been, will he have enough time? Uh, does he feel to get into ring shape to have a great match? Okay. And there were people who were um, I mean, I would say that that the way it's been portrayed to me for a long time, it was less than 50 percent, you know, whereas before it was months ago, it was like 100 percent. Yes. Right. You know, this is it. Los Angeles, the two WrestleMania's been waiting for this one for years. He didn't do Dallas because he's doing Los Angeles. And then it was, you know, he's got a lot on his plate, you know, with the XFL starting up and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I had heard, you know, now that there was, there was less and less. And then this past week, it was like, it just doesn't, it doesn't look like it, but the Vince thing like that, that this, this change, and I don't know what the reason for this change is, but I'm going to try to find out, but, Mm -hmm. but this change would not have to do with Dwayne was in and now he's out because, Vince is in. I'm sure he wanted to do a match with Roman Reigns, but he's also, you know, he's also realistic. I think he, he, in his mind, he needs to be that guy, and not a guy who's out there and is a nostalgia act. Like I don't think he wants to go in there with, and I don't want to bury Bill, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I don't think he wants to come back and do Bill Goldberg Undertaker match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Well, and that's all fair too. The reason why I go down that tangent is because. That's a tangent that's out there. You know, there's a lot of
2: conspiracies. There's oh, a lot yeah, yeah, of course. It's the, it's the natural. Brian asked me about that last night. It's the natural reaction. But the, the Dwayne thing has been consistent for months as far as like if he's going to do it or not. And it's the the odds, you know, again, unless there's like this super, super secret thing. And it's always possible, you know, based on what people in the company have been told, the odds kind of have going down it had nothing to do with Vince I mean the change now what the, the reason for this change I don't know but but like a week ago when they announced this Dwayne was probably out like I said maybe he wasn't but probably was things have been going pretty much as planned all the way through and now all of a sudden we have this change so the the my conspiracy theory again is is did Vince go in there and i don't like this let's change it or or did yeah. Paul just or did Paul just go you know what somebody gave a, a better idea and it could be just as simple as we got a better idea and also um the Sam, you know the sammy thing got you know the the angle the, the angle got really good i mean it's been good but the angle got really good and building monday around sammy might be bigger in their minds, you know, for this show, than building that around Afa and Sika coming back. You know what I'm saying? Let's
0: talk about the Royal Rumble now, because we are less than a week away. I guess the only question is,
2: do we have any Rumble surprises? And I have a really, I'm sure, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are. I'm, I'm sure there will be, you know, two or three. I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I would. A part of the Rumble is is have those surprises. Yeah.
0: Here's my random off the wall pick that just dawned on me as we're talking now. He's been posting videos of himself getting in great shape. He he denies everything like a good wrestler does. Yep. They are in San Antonio,
2: Dave. That's right. Do we hear the glass shatter at the Royal Rumble? I think it's a great one, especially for the Rumble, because like for a match at WrestleMania, he has to be in a certain level of shape. Mm-hmm. For a Royal Rumble, the problem with, with Steve in the Rumble is putting him in at a 90-second spot, I think, is a bad idea. I would never do that.
0: Oh, he's going to uh, win if he goes in. He's got to win the
2: thing. Oh, oh, the idea of Steve Austin winning and then Roman Reigns <laughs> against Steve Austin,
0: or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just fantasy booking at this point. I, I mean, look, it's it's
2: it's it's a big marquee match. I don't know that I would do that. I mean, I I mean, if it's going to be Steve Austin, and I know that's still really really big and probably the biggest thing except for The Rock in that sense. But at that point, it's like I almost want to go with um you know, Sami Zayn or have Cody Rhodes win the championship. Because with Steve, it's like, okay, he goes in there. I mean, it's – it's. I, I put it this way. As an idea, I think it's a great idea. If they were having trouble selling tickets, I would I would actually right. do your idea. But with, because they're not having trouble selling tickets, I almost have this feeling of, you know, do it for Cody Rhodes or do it for Sami Zayn. Or it probably won't be Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is wrestling him this week. Right. Right. All right. Well, you know, if that conversation comes up again, just give a shout out to your boy here. But in the meantime, yeah, you've, you've had some good ones believe me, when it comes to some of this stuff. That's and that and that is a good one. Ninety percent wrong, but still good ideas. If nothing still else, still good. Hey, look, look, there's always a lot of good ideas, and sometimes the best ideas are the ones they don't do.
0: Okay. Last thing we're going to talk about today with Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com he's come up in the news a bit again here uh, tony khan has again spoken limited about cm punk uh, He's had nothing but good things to say about punk do you think that perhaps the the waters have settled a bit now since the whole dust up it all out and do you think that maybe there's a better possibility than ever of punk actually returning to aew
2: time heals all wounds historically you would say it's going to happen i mean if you look at the history of wrestling of things like this they always seem to you know, get settled. And the person always does seem to come back. I mean, in almost every case, um, it's difficult. You know, it's a, you know, Tony's in a very difficult position. Again, what will he mean for business? And we don't know, but it's a contract year. And, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, you would kind of go, yeah, we should do it. But then you've got the personnel and, you know, a lot of those guys, um, you know, it's a pretty bad deal. I mean, I would think it would, you know, I mean, here's the funny part of the whole thing. I think, that if Punk were to apologize, and again, I would say, say do, it does not need to be public, but apologize to certain people. I think that would go a long way. And I'm hopeful that he would do that. I don't know. You know, it's like if he's not willing to do that, then you're going to have a, a real problem. Um, but I think that that's the one that you need and then take it from there. But it's, um, you know, I mean, he he, he could be valuable. I mean, he would be valuable um, coming in. And there is obviously the obvious angle that that I don't know how big it would be, but it'd be probably bigger than anything else they could do. So, you know, business wise says yes, personal wise and things like that, I think to, to make that one work. I would hope that he would apologize and and um, and they go on their way and and they work it out and have a sit down meeting, which has not happened. I know people really wanted it to in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm not saying um, in the company. I'm just saying like Vans. I mean, they sure that they, they, they wanted to run with that rumor. And it was like it did not happen. But, yeah, you know, I mean, the idea of that, of of that actually happening. Uh, something that, uh, you know, makes b- all the business sense in the world
0: Dave, thank you very much As always, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer And WrestlingObserver.com Coming up next, we're going to talk more about the Royal Rumble And Dan the Mouth Lebranski is here to tell us all about Jay Briscoe On Sunday night's main event Submit your
1: feedback to Sunday night's main event By joining the group on Facebook Search SNME Radio This is Sunday night's main event On TSN Radio If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com. A daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day, with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today. WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio.
0: And welcome back to Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire. The Royal Rumble is less than a week away. It is always a great time of year if you're a wrestling fan, whether you're even a big follower of WWE or not, because it, it kicks off the whole WrestleMania season, which is a miracle work of wwe's branding power that we have a wrestlemania season it, it actually outlasts let's face it it outlasts the holiday season it definitely outlasts like halloween season it may even outlast summer depending on what part of the world you live in <laughs> a wrestlemania season <laughs> and the three-month journey that is the road to the showcase of the Immortals starts off with the final winners of the royal rumble matches joining me to talk about the royal rumble which by the way we'll also have an after party of on the snme radio network uh, make sure you're following all our socials for that from tuesday morning cooked my co-host my compadre mi amigo i'm trying to go into dominic mysterio territory here <laughs> me jefe joe aguinaldo mr mcguire and from the other side of the week And the other side of the country, ladies and gentlemen. He is one half of your smack daddies, which you can also hear on the Patreon feed, patreon.com slash radio. They take you through the blue brand. It is Brad the Dad McKinnon. Hello, Brad. Hey, Mike. And hello, friends. Rumble is coming up. There's lots of talk around this thing. I want to get your vibe, and I don't want you to feel that you have to stick to your respective brands here, Joe. Again, you and I do Raw every week with Tuesday Morning Cook. Brad, obviously, you stick with SmackDown with uh, Father Feltham there. But if you guys want to cross brands, whatever you want to do here, but I, I want to first start with probably the the big ones, the easy ones, and that is uh, who you think your Rumble winners are going to be. Men's match first. Brad, who do you think is going to be the Men's Royal Rumble winner this year, and why? Show
3: your work. I think it should be Cody Rhodes because of his... Injury and his miraculous comeback. And we're getting kind of the Triple H esque video packages that are announcing his return. He has announced that he will be in the World Rumble. And to be honest with you, Mike, I think that the easy choice is to have him win the Rumble and go on to fulfill the Rhodes family destiny and win the title at WrestleMania. Heavy pick right there.
1: All right, Joe Aguinaldo, men's Rumble winner. Who do you got? That is a strong pick by Brad, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to say I disagree with it. But just to keep things sort of uh, different, You're I gonna think disagree with it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. disagree. I think Seth Rollins is going to win the match. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, come on, Seth freaking Rollins! Um, you know he's got the history with with Roman. I, I mean, Cody coming back and winning, sure. But I mean, he just came off a, a, a huge injury, and like, I think he'll have a strong showing at the Rumble. I don't think he'll win it though.
0: You're going with SFR. Okay, let's go to the ladies. Joe, we'll stick with
1: you this time. Uh, who's winning the women's rumble? Uh, there can only be one, right? Who's that? I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say Rhea Ripley wins this. I was going to say, how, how do you go anywhere else but mommy? Come on. My other choice was Bailey.
0: Hmm, not bad. Not bad. Okay, well, that's fair. Since you're going to go ahead and take two picks. Uh, Brad. No, no, no,
1: no, no. is <laughs> my pick. is my pick. I'm just right. saying. That was what I was torn
0: on. That's
3: all. Brad the dad, who do you got for the ladies' rumble? I am going to go with somebody who has won before, I think, uh, Becky Lynch. I would love to see Becky headline WrestleMania. She's arguably the biggest star outside of Ronda Rousey, but she's the biggest homegrown star in WWE, and I don't know who she'd mix it up with, but I would love to see her in the
0: mix for WrestleMania. All right, so there's some Rumble picks right there. I am going to play the host privilege here and reserve mine, but I'm definitely abusing my power if you smell what I'm cooking. So, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) let's talk about the Rumble itself. I already talked to Meltzer about this, presuming presuming that Dwayne doesn't show up as a part of the Bloodline's history, all generations, this Monday on Raw. Do we see The Rock at all at the Royal Rumble? Uh, Brad, let's start with you. I'm going to
3: say no. Main reason is I think all of the scandal circulating around WWE right now probably has left the rock at least some people around him going do you really want to go back and get involved with this now the only caveat I'll put on this is unless he is one of the suitors who might be trying to buy WWE I don't think he's got WWE money I mean he's got money but he doesn't have buy WWE money but does he have enough friends that he now has that he could put together a group that would invest or that he might be part of an investment package with, say, Netflix or with NBC? A, a consortium,
0: a consortium. And the leader of that consortium, Vince, is mm. me. Woo. <laughs> Rick Flair comes dancing out afterwards
1: at Raw Easy. OK, Joe. Uh, do we see Dwayne at the Royal Rumble? No, I don't think so. I mirror what Brad says. I think that maybe not so much the Rock himself, but his, you know, his handlers, whatever you want to call it, his agents are probably looking at the situation going, dude, you sure you want to do this? And uh, I, you know, I think there'll be some hesitation there. So I'm going to, I'm going to go
0: with a no. Well, you might show up on Raw. I mean, after all, all of a sudden Hogan and DX are doing reunions and, and all these other things are happening now for Raw 30, which poor Brad, the dad is already shaking his head here. Okay. Last thing before we continue, and by the way, after the break, Dan the Mouth Levransky is going to be here. We're going to talk more about Jay Briscoe, the impact that the Briscoes had on Dan when he actually had the chance to converse with him a few years back, and also just a little more of a fan's perspective. We, we've had the analytical approach from from Dave. We, we've obviously heard so many great stories about Jay Briscoe, about the Briscoes together, but uh, Dan the Mouth Levransky is coming up. What is on your Royal Rumble wish list, gentlemen? What is something you hope to see happen at this event, whether it's a Rumble winner, whether it's a surprise return or cameo?
1: I wanted to say I wanted to see Braun Breaker come up, but he's still champ, so I don't know if they'll do that. Um, But you know what? No, I'll go on a limb. I want to see. I think Braun Breaker will be one of the surprise entrances in the Rumble because I think he's ready. And I think this is going to be. The start of the bloodline turning on Sami Zayn. He's zoning in on your territory now over on SmackDown.
0: Brad the Dad, what are your thoughts, and maybe a wish list item for this year's Royal Rumble? So I'm gonna steal
3: from Joe, and I'm gonna put on my old guy hat and travel back to a little young Brad sitting and watching Royal Rumble, sitting and watching WWF on television. I want to see the return of Papa Shango at this year's Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, we had Godfather on the show over the summer, and I did mention to him, you know, you're in that position where you could outdo Foley. Because he could do like four faces of, of Godfather. Cause you got Shango, you got Kama, you got Godfather, you got Goodfather. Do we ever need to see the Goodfather again, though? No, no, we really don't. <laughs> but but I think it would be a hilarious thing to have happen. And maybe he gets four paydays out of it. I will give one wish list item here, and that is because. We have seen Impact Wrestling stars now appear in the Royal Rumble before. I would love, 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 love a hundred times over, love to have a Royal Rumble return for Santino Marella
1: and and have him make the final four. And this, oh, is what, oh my gosh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, you
0: magnificent fool, you've done it. <laughs> You've booked the perfect Rumble match.
3: Final two. Final (laughs) two.
0: It's Cody Rhodes and Santino Morella, and it's so competitive, you think Santino actually has a chance. This is arguably the best Royal Rumble in history if this happens. Take that, 1992. (laughs) All right. You can catch them on our podcast network every week. from Tuesday Morning Cook, as well as the All Elite Weekly Podcast, Joe Aguinaldo and Brad the Dad McKinnon, you can hear every Friday on the Smack Daddies, our weekly SmackDown review. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. Coming up next, the mouth roars all about the Briscoes right here on Sunday night's main event. Submit your feedback to Sunday
1: night's main event by joining the group on Facebook. Search SNME Radio. Sunday night's main event is crowdfunded. You can support the show by joining our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com slash snmeradio. Patreon.com slash radio.
2: Black as night, light as a full moon, deep in character. Little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lake Stout. His nobility is as thick as his moustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations, you just found your new session stout.
1: Reach for the sky, boy! This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio.
0: Bit of a different segment to close off the show this week. Of course, we started the show talking about it. There's still stories that are coming out of this, so we're gonna try and focus on on the positive and the good memories of Jay Briscoe, Jamin Pugh, who passed away this past week. Family obviously torn apart by this, friends, wrestlers all coming together saying some great things about this guy, and lo and behold, our own Dan the Mouth Levransky had a chance to speak to the Briscoes. Here's a clip of that. You guys have worked together so much. I mean, there's been little breaks, like when you were champion and stuff like that, but uh, do you ever get on each other's nerves? Do we we ever have the Briscoes like kind of going at each other here?
2: Sometimes I feel like maybe he might not pull his weight to his full extent, but um, you know, I'm sure he, he does the best he can, but. What's your problem, boy? Just yeah, tell me what your problem is. There's
0: no problem. And I'll let you off the hook. You know what his problem is I'm right not, now? No, I'm just asking the
2: question. All I know, all I know is that halftime, when I'm over there, busting my butt in the tag team action, and I look over in the corner as if I may need some help from time to time, I can just see the bloop, 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 bloop. Somebody see the thought bubble here over there thinking about the world title. Not even worry about the tag team match. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Sometimes the boy, he, he, got through, he, he got a big hit on him. He got a big hit on him. The and first and I, time, each time he wins the title, his head blow you, up a little bit bigger. Hey, they ain't know that he's a lying ass when it comes to that, because in a tag match, I ain't never think about nothing south for the business that got to be handled. The only problem is, in the majority of tag We're matches, here, I can't remember the last time that I was actually got pinched. You see, it's one, two, then you got kick out. You got kick out before they hit three chicken is the thing that you, forget to don't raise your boy
0: here to talk about his encounter with the briscoes back then dan the mouth levransky it's a weird feeling isn't it uh it is for sure absolutely uh When you meet these people and you find out what they're like and then you and you watch all the triumphs, especially with a team like the Briscoes. I mean, uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, what? Honestly, one of the best tag teams of the last 20 years, one of the most distinctive tag teams of the last 20 years. You can't think of Ring of Honor without thinking about the Briscoe brothers. I mean, they were there right from the start. They missed about a year. I think it was like in 2004. One of them got I think Mark got hurt. And Jay wouldn't wrestle without him. So they took a year break. There's so much going through my head as I think about this. Right. And then, yeah, the sad circumstances of the accident. And then we had all the stuff with AEW and all that kind of going on. So yeah, a lot to, a lot to process with this one, but uh, extremely sad story. And, you know, a young guy that there's no reason he needed to be taken this early. It's, it's very sad. So take us back to that moment in that interview. This is back in the live audio wrestling days. And, you're there with the Briscoes. Now, you said that they stayed in character. Were they, were they like that the whole time, even before and after? Or did they kind of fall into it and fall out? You know, that day I did a whole bunch of interviews in one day. That was when at one of the big Ring of Honor shows at the Ted Reeve Arena. And uh, I didn't really see them until pretty well right before the interview because I was off doing other people. Like they put you over here with this person and then you're right. over here with this person and that, right? Right. Um, but I do have amazing memories of that day because I got everything on on that day, Mike. Like I sat down with Kenny Omega. And this was right after Shibata had had his concussion and we had all those issues with that. And he had been working in Japan and we were talking about, you know, how do you keep things fresh and how do you keep these intense matches going with the issues that you have to deal with? And did this amazing, fascinating interview with Kenny Omega. Then I sat down with uh, Frankie Kazarian and, you know, I'd interviewed him so many times. I said, you know what? I know you like rock and roll and you like music. We're just going to talk about music. So we just talked about heavy metal for the whole thing. And then the other topper was the briscoes because i'd had this super great fantastic one with omega where we really discussed issues i'd had some fun with kazarian with the rock and roll and then now and you know normally if guys did an interview in character like that you usually you shut them down or you just play along and then you don't play it on the show or whatever but man these two it was just so infectious it was just so funny you know it's funny watching it back now I can't think of going at it any other way. Actually, I kind of, I kind of like the way it turned out. You got a good glimpse into their character. You, it looked like they were having fun uh as well so uh yeah I, I have i have very fond memories of that interview and it's the best all in character interview i ever did with a wrestler and, we, and there's not many there's probably like you know my famous one was macho man where he just like oh yeah no way and cut us right off and ran away it was hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah as you've been someone who was a staunch supporter of ring of honor for probably its entire existence i assume dan this has been, always been right up your alley for wrestling yep. goes You know, Meltzer's talked about it a bit already, Uh, fans have been very vocal about it, but is it safe to say that, that the Briscoes are probably one of, if not the cornerstone of Ring of Honor? For, for where they are and who they've been. I, I think you have no problem saying that, Mike. I mean, they did work with lots of different promotions throughout their career, but they were there right at the very beginning. And like I said, they only missed about a year. And why? where is everybody else would come and go, your AJ Styles, your Samoa Joes, your CM Punks, your Cold Cabanas, everybody would come and go, eventually leave, move on, things. not the Briscoes, man. They were totally, if you want to use words like pillar... They, they, they were a pillar. They were a cornerstone. Absolutely, man. I I I totally believe that. And the other reason that kind of supports that is that whenever the Ring of Honor show was announced, and you knew the Briscos were on the card, you already knew that one match was going to be pretty crazy, and that you know, it, it, like they like like they were one of the reasons you went to a Ring of Honor show was the Briscoe brothers because they were just so amazing in all their matches. And they worked with so many different people. They were the cornerstone. Absolutely. For sure. And you know, it's interesting with Tony Khan having it. What would, have I mean, it's always, I hate doing what would have happened things. Right. But man, I I'm sure they would have just stayed in that exact same position with the, the new Tony Khan ring of honor as well. That's where they leave off. And sadly, again, I, I mentioned this on our social media. It's very easy for fans to want to find somebody to blame and something to get mad at. And you know, ROH has this fantastic tribute show that's going to be on Honor Club, and there's going to be another tribute show which is going to contain uh, some of their best matches throughout the decades of Ring of Honor. So I, I think that we need to let the the feeling of loss subside and and stay aside, and for the family and the friends and the the colleagues and everybody that are still there. I think this is something where you got to look at at a career and a life of Jay Briscoe and just be like, wow, that that was something amazing. And we get then you keep the memory alive that way. You know? Yeah. Kind of- no, absolutely. The one other thing I wanted to mention about the Briscoes is that you know, that era, that early two thousands, that's kind of when they come into the business. Um, And at that time, they were just such a contrast to everything else. Like really wrestling at that time, we've got a lot of slick looking bodies, a lot of really guys looking the same. And the, to me as an old school fan, the Briscoes grabbed me instantly because they totally reminded me of old school craziness. I'm just like, wow, this is the Graham brothers in 2005 or something. You know what I mean? It was just, they, they, They had personality, they had character, they had a crazy look. I mean, you know, it's not surprising that they had their tryout with the WWE and they were rejected for basically looking too crazy, (laughs) you know? and that was it and uh, and to me that was one of their stellar selling points was that great visual look those great accents the way they talk those vignettes they would shoot with their father who actually was an amateur wrestling coach but they were never amateur wrestlers neither one of them but the father always supported them he built a wrestling ring in the backyard and there was one time when they were feuding with each other and dad's got him at home and he's putting them through the paces and like that you know, match was just phenomenal that, that wasn't that long yeah. ago I mean the Briscoe yeah. versus Briscoe match that was yeah with the whole you know you guys you boys got to fight it out i was a guy that came late to roh it's hard to say it without thinking of the briscoes so dan i want to thank you for sharing your experience a little bit here today on the show and uh yeah to all the fans out there that's that's where we're gonna cap it off this week and and thanks for sticking around this day i know it's a weird way to end the show so we're gonna do it the way we normally do okay yes absolutely so next week we're gonna try and bring some of the joy of pro wrestling back to us Ontario zone, Toronto zone, if we would, RJ City, the host of Hey EW, is going to be here and there might be a few surprises on that show as well so oh i totally look forward to that i mean rj his uh hey ew is one of my highlights of the week i always look forward to watching it and i think he's got something really fun going on there and i think the talent's really enjoying it as well so yeah i look forward to hearing that conversation that'll be great this has been sunday night's main event i'm mike mcguire thank you for listening and let us do we do play safe drive safe
1: Abyssinia. brother. Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show, as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash SNME radio.